on Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. Oz Empress, though, comes to the Charmstone form lines. is really good first up at getting $10. That's a great each-way bet. Oz Empress at the 150 from Dasonic Boom. Zucaret and Poifik the outside. Still Oz Empress clear. And Oz Empress will win the Jim Maloney. Dasonic Boom second. Poifik third. Uh, I'm going to go race three number eight. Mark West, best bet of the day. I have $100 on it. Mark West, I'm going to have $50 on it. I think it's suited now for 900 metres inside draw. Inside the 100 metres, it's all over. Mark was ripping clear. Ferrosa goes into second a big win to Marcus from Perossa I'd like to see how forward Osmosis is in the yard before I have a bet. A Royal Tribute's got the fitness edge. I found it impossible because I don't think anything can beat those two. It's Osmosis, just the leader from namesake. Osmosis lifting, kicking. Osmosis goes on to win the Heritage. The Colt remains unbeaten. So if we're penning the run to the Rose form and just sort of allowing a bit of allowance for Militarise that was never really there to win in that race, Charmstone Militarise the two. Cylinder hitting the line hard. Cap cylinder militarized late. Oh, barnstorming finish by militarized. The late attack diving, and I think he got there in the golden rose from cylinder and cap. Race two, number seven, Peace Officer in the midway. Peace Officer just in front. Ewan trying to get through a wide-out victory lane and bend the knee. Peace Officer trying to cling on, and he does so. Peace Officer beats victory lane. Uh, Alligator Blood should be winning this race. Happy to play both Alligator Blood and Attrition. I think they're the easiest ways to play this race. Well, Alligator Blood with his extra sort of fitness edge on a couple of these. Potentially, he could put a couple to the sword. Alligator Blood at the 150 extended. A length in front of Tuvalu and Dewis, but it's Alligator Blood clear, looking to go back to back, he's mighty hard, gets him there, Alligator Blood won it. It's going to be between V8 and Stepati for me, both of them were super impressive first up, but I'm going to lean to Stepati. But I just love Stepati, I think the way they were going to beat him was last start over 1200 metres off that long break, and they got up to 1400 metres now, I think the gate's well, I think he sits three pairs back on the outside and just goes whooshka at the 200 metres. She lighted the party from nowhere, it's going to be a big finish, they hit the Yes, this particular opener keeps on getting longer because the boys are on fire with the weekend preview. They were tipping winners for fun. Let's do it again. What a weekend it promises to be. It's a great weekend for our sporting lovers. AFL Grand Final Day Saturday, NRL Grand Final Night Sunday, Epsom Day in Sydney Saturday afternoon, Friday night at the Valley, you get the two queens of Australasian racing taking centre stage. A good meeting on a Sunday as well there at Sandown. So plenty to look forward to. Let's welcome in the team. Mickey Gannon, hello to you. Morning, G. Morning, Dino. DeanWatling.com, hello to you. Morning, Gareth Gano. Quick shout out to Gano too. He did the Group 1 double last week. Declared both of them in the Underwood and the Golden Rose. So props to you, Gano. Too yeah, good. it was one of your better weekends, I think, at the office, Mickey Gannon. Thanks, lads. Yep. Just uh, just got to pick it up and go again, though, because you're only as good as your next one. That's a good point you make. On a good four-rail true at Randwick, how do you think this track will play, first of all, you to you, Mickey Gannon? I think it'll play really fair, G. We've had about five mils of rain overnight. That's great because, once again, we won't need the irrigation. There's a couple warm days ahead, but rail true, every horse will get their chance. Yep. What do you think of the, the track conditions there and how are you predicting how this track will play, Dean Watling? Yeah, it's the best track in Australia when Ramwick's in the true position. Uh, a little bit of rain overnight, which I love. I think that just takes the edge out of the track. Should play really fair. I think the disadvantage, you don't want to be 
cuddled up on the fence or on those inside lanes. I suggest lane six is the optimum. And uh, in your 1,600 metre races, which we'll touch on soon, the episode especially, it's no disadvantage, Gareth, to draw wide. All right, then. Before 10 o'clock, let's have a look at these two-year-old races, the Jim Crack and the Breads Plate. This is right up your alley, Dean Watling. And going through the market, first of all, of race number two, which is the Jim Crack on the, the program, and this is for the Phillies, we've got... Horses under double figures here. Celestial Bling, anyway, 13. Erno's Cube at 11. Invincible Madison for the Snowdens, 460. Lady of Camelot at 270 for Waterhouse and Bot. Lady to Sort, the stable mate at $4. And then big prices for the rest. How do you analyse the gym crack this year here, Dino? Yeah, really good race. Out of the two, obviously, the gym cracks for the Phillies and obviously the Breeders, which we'll touch on, for the Colts and Geldings. I thought the gym crack for the girls was the easy one to decipher. I think the market's got this wrong. I think the sixth Lady of Camelot was good, running okay time, but I thought uh, physically in the stride late, she just looked a little bit, little bit weak. I think uh, the booking of James McDonald's the only reason that horse is currently favoured. I'm really keen to have a two-bet play here. I think Invincible Madison, who's out of Super 2, which is a half to Super 1, um, showed lovely turn of foot in her trial. Time wasn't anything to note, but I just love the action, the way she went about it. She looked really professional. Gate 6,000 metres are going to go quick here, so she's going to land in a beautiful spot. So I think the Invincible Madison on top, and I think Lady to Sorts, the other one, should cross from Gate 9, um, comparatively to Lady of Camelot, the time was very similar, but this girl physically looked a lot stronger and her late sectional speed in that trial was outstanding. So really keen to play in the gym car, uh, race two, number five, Invincible Madison and the seven ladies of sort. So back them both to return the same amount of money, Gareth. Mick Gannon. I'll just stay in my lane, G. That's yep. not a race that I'll be betting in either race two or three. All right, then. We might take a break and then we'll come back and have a look at the breeder's plate for the two-year-olds. And as I said the other day, I went to this function and everybody was stopping me saying, Gareth, you got to watch for this two-year-old scampy. He's something quite special. We'll get Dino's thoughts about this two-year-old, of course, making his debut in that breeder's plate there in Sydney on Saturday. This is the weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365. On this Thursday morning, don't go anywhere. Still plenty to look forward to on this Thursday, including um, previewing the Dulcify, the Flight Stakes, the Premier Stakes, the Epsom and the Metrop there at Randwick. Welcome back to Getty Up. This is a weekend preview ahead of a massive weekend of sport, especially in the racing caper. And Dean Watling, the Breeders' Plate, it's always a fascinating race for the Colts and Geldings on debut. Scampy at $1.95 after an impressive trial this Sunday. Blue Point for Kiramar and David Eustace. Straight charge at six fifty, and then Volatile. We had Henry Field on the Breeding Bloodstock and Banner podcast, and he gave this two-year-old a really good push as well. So what are your thoughts here in the Breeders' Plate? Should we be taking the $1.95 Scampy? No, I don't think so. I think if you like Scampy, you'll get a much better price on Saturday. It's just priced off that hype and the sort of snowball effect off that impressive trial. Was very impressive, stable confidence as well, and looked lovely in its stride. Don't worry too much about the time in comparison to the other trials as um, that horse obviously wasn't off the bit. Um, there's no real speed in this race, which is interesting. Tommy Barry will probably push the button on the $1.6 million yearling bodyguard and roll to the top. Horse that I really like, and I agree with Guy Mulcaster, which is a little bit concerning here, but I think Voltaire was a pick of mine in this race. Just at the price, showed a lovely turn of foot um, and was one of the only horses on the morning to show a turn of foot, Gareth. So I'd be playing small, the 12 straight to charge, which will lead, and the 14 Volatile for 
Peter Paul Snowden and J-Mac. Jeez, I know you've come a long way in a short amount of time, Dino, but having a crack at Guy Moldcast, one of the great bloodstock agents that we've seen, the man that picked out Winks, I think it would be a positive if he has uh, liked oh, the horse wow. that you like. He's, he's picking horses at the sales. He's not betting. Oh, I, no, I, I think he's a bit of a punter as well, Guy. Um, so there you go. I, I would say great minds. Oh, I think that's a great um, leg up for punters out there. Oh, Two great wow. minds coming together. Um, Mickey, do you have an opinion on the breeders' plate just before the no, news? No, all I know is that Jacko will be pretty keen what, to watch the outcome of a blue point uh, galloper yes, going around anyway. Uh, he's up so. and about, Jackson France. I think everybody knows now. That wasn't a clip. No, don't, you, don't, you, don't clip that up, Jacko. All right, 10 <laughs> o'clock news time. <laughs> Great to be with you this Thursday morning, 0499736736 to join our conversation. Time to get stuck in now to the weekend preview with this meeting at Randwick. Should be a perfect surface and every horse should get their opportunity. On a good four with the rail true. There's three group ones. Let's start with the preview of the group ones. And we might start with the fillies in the, the flight stakes over the mile. And this is the last leg of the three-year-old filly series in Sydney. And the horse that's dominated the series so far is Tis Invincible. These fillies step up to the 1,600 metres here in the flight stakes. And Tis Invincible is at 270 in the market leader here with Bet365. Kamochi at 550. Tropical Squall was a good performance the other day behind Tis Invincible. She's at $7. French Endeavour, 13 Molly Nickers at $7. And then Tata Levita is at $12. Unique Ambition at $10. Mickey Gaddon, you're being bullish on Tis Invincible right through her preparation. So have you, Dino, but she's got a wide gate to contend with this time around as she steps up to the 1600. I like it, G. I think Tropical Squall rolls forward, Hasty Honey rolls forward, Tis Invincible, Barrier 13. What do you do there? Well, you've only got one option. You're going to roll forward over the mile. You've got about 400 metres to that first turn. I think it's a lovely barrier. I would have much preferred to draw wide than draw inside. Yeah. Uh, I think now Zachy Lloyd pushes forward, sits probably on the back of it. And two bets here that we can have in this race, G. Tis Invincible to win, and we can have something Tropical Squall as well, and we can get a result. I think Tropical Squall is a horse we need to have an Oaks bet on now, around the $13 yeah. with Bet365. We need to have a bet on it now because it won't be $13 come the end of the Dali Flight Stakes, Dino. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Gano, in the sense of the barrier. It's no real concern. 600 metres, 400 to the turn. And the way we think the track's going to play, I would much prefer to sit outside horses and get to the best part of the track rather than being back on the inside, which I think will be the inferior ground. There's no real speed other than Tropical Squall. So I think Zach Lloyd just pushes the button, glides across, sits outside the leader, the one, one, three pairs back to the outside. I don't think it matters. I think she's the superior filly in this race. I think... Unique Ambition's a big improver, but the market hasn't missed her. J-Mac goes on and Blinkers go on. They're two big ticks. I think she's the danger. Again, drawn wide, but I'm not too concerned. But I think we'll see uh, Tiz Invincible add to that picket fence here, Gareth. And prayers for all the listeners out there that took the 16 all in uh, when we yeah. first tipped it up a couple of weeks ago. So Tiz Invincible firmly on top. I think you got to respect Molly Nickers. My only concern with Tiz Invincible is that she got keen in the first couple of starts, but she's been able to have cover. And Zach gave her a peach there. In fact, he's gave her a peach her last couple of starts. Over the mile, she does push forward and she's in open air for a long time and she gets keen. Maybe she might be vulnerable that last 100 metres or so over the 1,600 metres. I think you've got to respect Molly Nickers, but it's a good race. And I love the confidence from 
Hieronymus, I know it was straight after the race, but with those beaten jockey interviews, he said, bring on the flight stakes because my filly's going to be a lot better over the 1,600 metres. So that's the Dali flight stakes, the team with Tis Invincible. Um, maybe save there on Tropical Squall and Unique Ambition and a futures bet in the Oaks there for Tropical Squall. And we all know that Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott have a wonderful record in those three-year-old classics. Let's have a look at the next of the Group 1s. And we moved to the Epsom over the 1,600 metres worth $1.5 million. Because of the King Charles, it's probably not a field that in previous times you'd probably have a stronger field. But in saying this, it's a handicap, and I still think there's high-quality Group 1 gallopers involved here. The market with Bet365. We've got my Oberon at 23. Jeezy's been well supported, the inevitable. I, I, I was like, you could get 13 or $14 there yesterday's into 650. Glowing Goble at 29, Converge at 13, Golden Mile. James Cummings bullish about his chances still despite the draw at 19. Hope in your heart, 850. She's been a little easy. So this has been a big go on the, the inevitable to be the favourite now. Then you've got Kovalika at $9. Guy Molcaster, who purchased this horse, he says it's, a, it's time to bet with Kovalika second up here. And that's a good push. Nugget at $8, pounding at $16. Duke DeSessa, 34. Democracy Manifest at 15. Rendiener at um, 13. And then we go down to Waterford at 19 at the bottom of the weights. So that's the story here. And Mickey Gannon, we were having a chat the other day. If the inevitable wasn't trained by Johnny Keyes and written by David Perez and had Kira Ma next to his name and James McDonald... I said this on Matty White's show on 1170 yesterday. He'd probably be around 350, this horse, after watching him the other day and Theo Marks. Yeah, he'd be much shorter, G. There's, uh, there's no doubt about that. That was very impressive running the Theo Marks. I think probably just got a length or two further back and just didn't quite get the tag into the race that we would have liked to see. But I think if he wins that, he would have been much shorter here. And as you said, more fashionable trainer jockey combination, and he would be as well. But I think David Perez will get the job done here. Barrier 8 can sit just off them, ride the horse as he needs to be ridden. So just nice and comfortable. Whether that's there's a slow tempo or whether there's a fast tempo, it doesn't really matter. He'll get the horse into a good rhythm, gets the best part of the track. And I suggest he'll be the one uh, flying over the top late. We've got a huge price early in the week, $13. You still got around the $6.50 mark now. I think that's his right price, probably yep. $5.50. Um, outside of him, Waterford is a horse I was very, very keen to back um, on the seven-day backup. Zach Lloyd, barrier 20 is some concern. And if they do go too slow, another big concern. But 50 kilos, uh, Waterford's come back uh, a better commodity now as a gelding. G. So I think we can play both of those uh, to make a profit, Dino. Yeah, I think the thing that caught my eye first in this race was the lack of speed. Obviously, the Epsom big uh, mile race, you expect there to be a lot of speed, but uh, there doesn't look to be huge amounts on paper, especially with Pericles coming out. Um, just to reiterate the barrier stats as well, 12 of the last 20 winners have come from barrier 10 plus. So it's no real inconvenience, especially from the 1600 meter start to draw wide. Uh, I think this year, though, you want to be landing at worst midfield. I think it's not a year that you want to be too far back past midfield just in regards to the speed. I thought those three horses I want to identify. I think the price has gone inevitable, but he looks mighty hard to beat. Um, best of the meeting sectionals late there in the Theo Marks. Thought Hope in Your Heart was the one that's sneaky on the radar. It was only 1.4 lengths off Mr. Brightside and the Doncaster back in the autumn. I thought the setup for that horse will land midfield. Lovely spot. Craig Williams, a bit of redemption about him. I think uh, the final one is Alentia. No luck at all in the last two starts. Gets right down in the weights. Gate 17's 
Um, a little bit tricky where she lands in the run, but Jay fought on. I thought um, I'm not going to drop off her, so I'm going to play it. I think it's a race, Gareth, that you can have a little spec on all three of them. Yeah, I love a handicap. They're, they're my favourite part of racing, trying to work out handicaps, horses getting into races at the bottom of the weight, 1,600 metres, $6.50 the field. For punters, it's their, their greatest challenge to try and work out the winner and the speed map and which horses can perform and peak on, on this day. So it's going to be a beauty of the Epsom. The Metrop, race nine, is the other group one on the program. Cleveland at $23. Major Bill, the Derby winner, at $17. Then we go down to a horse like uh, Calipore at 23 Richie, he's, he's got a new lease of life, Richie Benno, at, at $9. But what about this for a go? You've got Mr. Waterville, who you've got to respect as well, at $10 down the bottom there with Tyler Sheila taking the ride. But just fine. He has been a fine and a half at Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott and My Racehorse. $1.75 now, Dino. It's just, it was $1.95 now into $1.75. It's some going a group one like this. A group one over 2,400 metres. It's incredible. Do you want to chime in at $1.70 now? I suggest no, but the firm's um, insane. But I think that does back up what he's been doing on the clock and the data gun, I think you can back me up on that. What you've been seeing is a horse that has this elite ability to absorb pressure up on speed and then say, see you later and show a kick at the 300 meter mark and put him to the sword. His late speed and sectional strength through the line last start of 2000 meters was uh, great and suggested up to 2400 meters, no issue. And then the cherry on top skate too. Rachel King can do whatever she likes from there. And I think saw on Twitter as well this morning, a couple of replays from overseas suggesting that um, he's not just a one dimensional on pace horse. He can take a sit and, Shall turn a foot. So um, I don't want to be chiming in seventy, Gano, but I think the horse just wins and wins well. Yeah, I think we'll get closer to $2. Uh, horse is already on the drift now. It was a silly price bet uh, put up, and I don't think they've had any money for it. So I suggest that's why we'll see it hit $2. You might want to be quick, though, um, but the odds drift protector will help you there, uh, G-Man. Uh, but I think, look, the horses just produce significant figures. I was thinking I mentioned something along the lines. It might have sounded a bit crazy, but he, he looked the second coming of might and power last day. I was about to say that. Were you sticking yeah. by those comments? Yeah, the pressure was poured on. Like, And you don't see it very often. The horses that, that, that poured the pressure on finished, I think, last and least second last and, and a long way away. And those there are no slouches. Um, now you've got barrier two rolls forward, versatile enough from what we saw over in the UK as well has come from behind. It obviously won't be coming from behind this time around, but might sit off the stable, mate. G. Look, do you want to take a dollar eighty? No. Would you take two dollars? Yes, definitely. So just be patient. I think we'll get two dollars and I think she I think he's a bet and he'll he'll continue to go on bigger and better things and, throughout the spring, I think. And I know this might be grasping its straws a little bit, but I do believe in it with my racehorse because you've got hundreds of owners involved here and they tell their mates and Jared Waitley, who's the the champion broadcaster for this radio station his old man's in it and he keeps on talking about this horse just fine. And he tells his mates who pass on the videos telling their mates and then they all back this horse and it's formerly owned by the King. So he'll be solid in the market regardless, just fine. And he's trained by the queen and in, in gay Waterhouse, and Adrian Bott does a wonderful job. So um, he's, as I I keep on saying this, he's nearly the story of the spring for mine from how far he's come. He's exceeded Mm. all expectations. Like he didn't have the form in the UK to suggest he would be able to do what he's doing at the moment in this country, Mickey. And he could be a player in the cups here. Yeah, sorry, sorry, mate. Just on that, like the work that Gay and Adrian done with his horse, the horses improved three or four lengths since coming to them. Yeah. Like it's just phenomenal. They're flying, not just with their two year olds and their three year olds and their sprinting types. Not you know they've just got, 
another string to their bow with another really, really high class um, stayer. And they've improved the horse in its first preparation, which is nearly impossible to do. That's the great game. You just don't know with these imports. Some can go backwards and some can jump out of the ground. Uh, Alcohol free will be an interesting, like they wouldn't even compare these two gallopers in the same breath there in the UK, but just fine could take still the show there on Saturday where alcohol free, she's got to really stand up and, be counted for in that Premier Stakes. Talking about the Premier Stakes, we'll take a break here on Giddy Up's Weekend Preview. On the other side of it, we'll we'll preview the Premier Stakes, which is the last lead up to the Everest. There'll be a few horses trying to put their hand up and say, pick me and give me a slot in the great race in a few weeks' time. Welcome back to Giddy Up's Weekend Preview. Gareth Hall, Mickey Gaddon, Dean Watling with you. Text messages are flowing through this morning, so we'll get to them in just a moment, especially the questions regarding the Randwick meeting. 0499 736 736 to join the conversation. Bet365 providing the market updates, of course, the world's favourite online bookmaker. Make sure you are gambling responsibly. Um, for free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And sports fans, you have a chance to win an incredible Arizona holiday to the value of up to $10,000. All you need to do is visit iCanWin.com.au and tell us in 25 words or less why you want to visit Arizona. Let's have a look at the Premier Stakes on Saturday. This is the final lead-up to the Everest. And this is the final chance for these gallopers here to put their hand up and say, hey, I'm ready to go for the Everest. Let's have a look at the Bet365 market. Lost and running had no luck the other days at $17. Think about it. It's been heavily supported. Joe Pride, very bullish this morning when we had a chat to him with our Stable Mail show on Giddy Up at 210. Marzu at $13. He already has a slot. Remark at 20 to 1. Then we've got Hawaii 5.0 at $9. Alcohol Freeze, a fascinating runner. Joe Murrah rides for the Waterhouse and Bot Camp at 11. She's a Group 1 winner over a sprint trip in Europe. She won that July Cup over the 1,200 metres. Bella Nipotina at 5.50. Has there been enough rain for her? And then Zapateo at $7.50. Dean Watling, who wins the Premier Stakes? Great race. Uh, last lead-up, like you mentioned, to the Everest. A little bit of – we'll touch on the speed first before we go into my opinion on the race. I think a ferry crosses with Cote. Remark lands in the 1-1 again, and I think – Alcohol-free will be dug up by Marrera to maybe sit leaders back or even potentially take up the lead. Looked a little bit better in his trials. Um, but you look at this race, and I just think that, think about it, it's different gravy to this lot. I know the price is the issue, and I think that's the only issue for the horse, but I think Joe Pryor's a great stable to get a guide off via his trials. And think about it, could not have trolled any better leading to this race. And you could probably hear the argument, oh, is he here to win? He's got the Everest in two weeks' time. I'd suggest he's got to be up to 95% or 90% to... Um, be winning the Everest two weeks out in this race. So I think he's up to the mark. He's the clear best horse in the race and he's got the best figures on paper. And on top of that, um, we probably haven't seen his ceiling. So I think, think about it, it's mighty hard to beat. The one that's valued, I think there's a little bit juice in the price of Bella Nipotina. I think it's a little bit of a myth that she needs a bog track to be good. Her peak rating on my data was a last start there, obviously in the shorts. So I think, um, she can handle the ground. Gate six gets the run of the race. And the 1,200 metres at Randwick with the rail and the trues, her perfect setup, Gano. So I think Bellini Patina is the bet at the price. But I think think about it, it would be too hard to beat. 
Yeah, not a race that I'm overly keen to uh, bet up in at the moment, G. You just wait and see a few things unfold, especially in the mounting yard. I think, think about it, it's clearly the best horse and it'll be the one that will be beat all of these home in the Everest. Will it be uh, completely screwed down and get the job done here? Barrier two, back, will be flashing late? Will it get the bob? You know, that, that's the question. Not sure. Hawaii 5 is the horse that has to win the race. So I'm going to be with it. Happy to be with it with Nashville Rilla aboard here. I think it's improved. It's come back. They've done a great job with it. So I'm happy to have something on Hawaii 5. I'm very keen to see Alcohol 3. Some of its figures um, are good enough to blow these away. But, you know, where is it at? I don't know. Outside of those, I have no interest in anything else. I'd be very surprised if Marzu gets anywhere near them. And I think if Marzu doesn't, then we might be looking for another Everest replacement, G. Okay. So that's the storyline there, I think, for the race is Alcohol 3. She won a July Cup. She had form behind... One of the greatest of all time, especially in the modern era, um, Bahid over in the UK, and that was over a mile. But before that, she was winning the July Cup at weight for age over 1,200. She had one start. She was off her head um, in that race in the autumn. She never settled, and she was beaten a long way from home. Usually you find after a preparation, these horses can settle in better. If she performs at her best, she might give this a shake, and then she goes to the Everest to represent, of course, Yulong Mickey. What did you make of the Queen of the Turf? Like that one run, 1,600 metres. Oh, it was just a forget run. She, there was signs yeah. in the mounting yard. She never settled for Macca. She was on a different planet. Um, she just arrived. I don't think she had the, the greatest lead up, whether she travelled that well. So I think you just forget about that because she was like, she's far better than, she's far better than that. So she's trialled nicely, I thought, Dino. Have you been mm. happy with her trials? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Comparably to the autumn, her trials have looked much, much better. The latest one was a big tick. She showed really good improvement from the first trial. And I think the coat was the biggest thing in the autumn. She looked really woolly and the trial suggested she didn't acclimatise. So I think looking at her trials, she can only run well. How well? well? I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Let's have a look at the dulcify for the three-year-olds. Tom Kitten's nice and short, but he steps up to the 1600 and he's been sensational this prep. He's at 240. Cafe Millennium was an eye-catcher there the other day, gets Blake Shin at seven fifty and heads back to Ramwick. Then Pushy at $6, Raff Attack at 11 and then big prices for the rest. I don't know about you, Mickey Gannon, but I think there's too much difference between the prices of Cafe Millennium and Tom Kitten here. Yeah, you're a smart man, Jay. Completely agree with you. I think that um, obviously they, they go. there's a bit of a difference in weight here. I'm just bringing that up, but... I think that's probably the reason why there's a difference in price. Cafe Millennium gets blinkers on. Blake Shin gets to that 1,600 meters ram, which we've talked about, suggesting that's where we need to see him. But I'm going to go against both of those. I think Cafe Millennium would be the other one. I think Tom Kitten's way too short. It'll be my lay of the weekend. I think Tanhouse is the horse, G. Barrier 3 will sit much closer this time around. was way too far back. It was pretty good up the inside. You're now getting $12. That's an incredible price. I think this horse has upside. I think it's on the up and the up. And by a done deal, 1,600 meters is absolutely ideal. $12, please, each way bet to nothing, G. There you go, Dino. Yeah, I think Tom Kitten is the best bet of the day. I love the setup here. I do concede the price is short now. I think you'll get better on race day for the reasons that Gano just mentioned. But I love this profile. Uh, A dominant win first up in the up-and-coming stakes when you probably shouldn't have won. That race is rated incredibly well. And Cap and Griff have both coming out of that race to win since. And then second up in the Ming Dynasty, he just got dragged back from the gate and was really good to the line. That's just a purely tick over run. And now he peaks up, he draws a gate, Nash really in the saddle, lovely hot tempo up front, which I think he will lap up. And 
I can understand the price difference between the two purely on the fact that Tom Kitten's got tactical speed where Cafe Millennium hasn't shown any tactical speed in his career. So I do concede though he crossed the line their last start together, but I suggest that Tom Kitten's going to be in front by two to three legs in the run. I think that'll be the difference in the end. I think the big danger is Tenhausen. Gatto's found it back towards the inside. Really good first up, sneaky run, J Mac on, Chris Waller. I think that's the firm and I think Pushy's not without a hope. Okay. I've got a lot of time to horse, but I think I think he might need two thousand meters. But uh, best bet of the day for me, Tom Kitten. Love it. So Mickey Gannon and um D Watling going head to head there with Tom Kitten. Lay of the day for Mickey, bet of the day there for Dino. Airman at five dollars. We'll just quickly run through this last race. Kaboo at two fifty. And then you've got recommendation with the different form lines. Comes to Melbourne for Mara and Eustace at five fifty, Dino. Your thoughts there quickly in that final event? And extremely yeah, lucky at 13. Don't forget about him. I knew you would have missed it. I think Kaboo's way too short, stays at 1,200 metres. A lot more pressure here and railing the true. I think he's the lay of the day at that price. I'm super keen on Airman. Uh, second up, really good first up. 1,200 metres, uh, Ramwick Rail True Gunner. I think he's one of the better bets of the day, Airman. Yeah, extremely lucky. He was uh, touted as the Everest hope. Um, now going around a benchmark 94, I think Airman's the best bet of the day. Ramwick 1,200 metres is okay. absolutely ideal. That 1,100 metres Rose Hill wasn't its go. It's ready to go. And I'm very, very keen on it. Gee, before we go, we've missed the midway. Yeah, we're about to do your staking plan. So if you've got enough room in your staking plan for midway, <laughs> go ahead. But this is a show that we... Try and cover the, the feature races, and um, yeah, we don't want people falling asleep previewing a midway. All right, so um, any chance like that we're running out of time, you've wasted 30 seconds already on the midway. Um, let's start with you, Dino, with your staking plan. Yeah, keeping it simple this week, I'm gonna have a hundred dollars on race five, number one, Tom Kitten, and a hundred dollars on race 10, number 18, Airman. Obviously, the, the gym crack's a good betting race, but I didn't have enough money to spend across there either. All right, then. Beautiful. What are you doing here, Mickey Gunning? We're going to kick off in the midway, G, with a great Celestial Fury over 1,800 metres. We're going to have 50 on it at $10. We're going to go race five. What number is that? Um, you got a race number and also... My apologies, D. Race one, number seven, Celestial Fury. We'll have $50 on it at $10. Yep. We'll go race five, number three, Tannhauser. $50 on it at 12 and race 10, number 18, Airman, at $5, we'll have $100 on it. All right, then. So $100 on race 10, number 18, Airman. And 10 House, of course, is in race number five in the Dulcify, and that is horse number three. So race five, number three, the staking plan there. So 50 on Celestial Fury, 50 on 10 House, and $100 a win there on Airman. Dino's with... Tom Kitten, $100, race five, number one, and then race 10, number 18, Airman as well. It's happy birthday to Michael Hawks. He loves this show. Um, he turned 48 Hawksy. the other day. He's got a beautiful wife in Claire. He's done extremely well there, and he's clearly the best-looking um, brother in that family, which wouldn't be hard, to be honest. But tell um, me, yeah, happy birthday <laughs> to Michael. Let's take the news. It's 10.31. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. All right, then. We'll go some quick hands. Now, quick answers here, Dino and Mickey, with some questions coming through. Tom from Mascot. Hey, good on you, Tommy. Here is my four-leg all-up this weekend. Amelia's drilling into Imperatrice, into Scampi, into Tom Kitten. 
absolute fill-up to start your Epson Day track side. Good on you, um, Tommy. What about the 2400, Mick, for just fine? Form at distance, not great overseas. A third from three goes. Surely comes into some doubt here. That's from Dallow. Yeah, spot on. Uh, Dallow, was it? You're, yep. Yeah, you, you've taken a nice deep dive, but what we saw last start, screen 2400 metres under the care of uh, Gay and Adrian. Do you give Spirit Ridge a chance? He's my horse in the Metrop at big odds. Similar form path to Durston last year, heading into the same race, and then hopefully a Caulfield Cup, Dino. Spirit Ridge. Yeah, very Yeah, very consistent. A wide gate's the issue, but Regan Bale's in great form. I think in these 2,400-meter races, you can count all horses in. Good to see Gano finally get Perez's name right. He's been calling him Spies all week. That's a bit of... He's been inspiring. Me. Speaking right, of Perez, we'll have him on the Sydney set on Saturday, oh, so make beautiful. sure you're tuning in, punters. I will be tuning in for that. That should be great. Amelia's jewel. Um, she heads to the Turak, I reckon, and then to the Cox Plate there. So that's her campaign, I would imagine, after Friday night. We've got to take a break. 10.34, Mitchie Lewis ready to go. Friday night under lights this is what he lives for. He'll be joining us next to join the weekend preview team on this Thursday. Giddy up, this is the weekend preview, and it's time to have a look at Mooney Valley for their big meeting on grand final leave in Melbourne on a Friday night. The highlight there, you've got the Stutt Stakes, the Stock Stakes, the Moyer and the Scarborough. So the girls will take centre stage and the two queens of Australasian racing, the Queen of New Zealand and Paratrees, and I think she's the Queen of Australian racing and Amelia's Jewel. Both will be going around at the Valley. Mitchie Lewis joins myself, Gareth Hall. Dean Watling and Mickey Gannon for our weekend preview. And he's a Friday night specialist at the Valley. Hello to you, Mitch. Rail in the true, first of all, mate. Um, probably on a good surface. How do you think this track will play under lights for the first time this season? Morning, mate. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, last time we were in the true, uh, it was, you know, it's going to favour the leaders. It generally does. One thing that I tend to look to is in some of these night meetings, what you can find is the deeper you sort of get into the card, it brings the back markers in. I've got a weird little theory on it that sometimes it gets a little bit of dew on those inside lanes under the lights, but that's just me perhaps with a tinfoil hat on. I'm not sure, but I'm favouring leaders, that's for sure. All right, then let's get stuck into it. We'll start off with the group one, the Moya. Now, this is interesting because some of these horses are coming off that fastly run track record type of race there, which it was in the McEwen. And I think some of them are better over a bit more of a trip, like a Roth Fire and a and Parrot Trees. And they have to stay at the 1,000 here at the Valley. So you've got Roth Fire inside gate 750. Uncommon James, who's trialled nicely at 460. Then you've got a horse like Sue Style at 23. Um, Acromantral at 34. And Parrot Trees $1.75. And the mare is furrowed with different form lines. If this was at Caulfield, I'd be nearly tipping her. But she just hasn't got the same form, I don't think. I don't think she loves the Valley that much, Mitchie. But I think this smaller field might suit her come tomorrow night. So your thoughts on this year's Moya? Yeah, I've sort of had a score. I think she's only had the one run here at the Valley. So I wouldn't pot her yet. But I was keen to be with her if she was drawn closer to the rail. I'm a little bit concerned with horses like Zoo Style and Acromantula that just might put her under a little bit of pressure from that barrier six. But... I think they're going to find Imperature is really hard to beat. I just think she gets a good setup. There'll be plenty of speed, and I think she's got the about she's got the adaptability to be able to go forwards and sort of sit off that speed. I think I'm a little bit hard to take the price. I think someone like Rothfire and Asphora top four in a same race multi is probably a pretty nice bet. 
Um, I just think bad luck's going to beat Imperatrice, but she's probably too short to back, in my opinion. The more I look at this race, I'm keen to plays for her each way here, Mickey Gannon. I think she's a thousand metre specialist. They've had those runs under their belt, Imperatrice and a horse like Rothfire. I think they're probably, I reckon they might be looking for more ground come Friday night. I think she's a players for her. It's interesting though, 1100 back to 1000, GV. You got any query there? Sorry, mate. 1100 back to a thousand meters. Any no, I, don't, there? I, I think 1100, a thousand to her sweet spot. She, okay. I, I, yeah. I think that's perfect for her to tell you the truth. Okay. So I, I sort of, yeah, I, I was, I had that sort of marked as a negative, but I'll take on, take that on board. I thought Uncommon James was a horse. I was like really keen to, to, to play this spring. Uh, do they have Everest aspirations with this horse, G? I think everybody's got Everest aspirations, but I think mm. at the moment they might be just concentrating in Victoria. But if they do win on um, Friday night, I reckon they would think strongly if they can get a good deal to go to an Everest. I've got no doubt. I have a strong that. feeling. Yeah, I have a strong feeling this horse will just jump out of the ground here. It's going to sit off a hot tempo. It's going to be there in the running line. You're getting around four dollars sixty. I think it just didn't quite come up to what we expected in the autumn, which just sort of suggests we might just get a really big spring campaign out of it. It's Damien Lane, Barrier 7, sits up a hot speed, flies late. I think it can win this. I don't think it could go on to a, uh, an Everest slot. Okay. That's interesting. I, I guess that's what makes the Everest so great with the different narratives that can come out of a race, like a Moya there on Saturday. So I'm coming, James, and Chris Nelson pointed out, Dino, that he's trialed really nicely as well in preparation for his campaign this time around. Your thoughts on this year's race in the Moya? Yeah, I will stand there and clap if um, the trainer Walker can get Imperatrice to win second up, staying a thousand meters uh, at the valley. I just think it's an awful setup. A horse that runs well fresh often has a flat run second up. Um, the thing to the, the reason to offset that or the way to offset that's the rising trip. Now we're talking about Imperatrice, who's a mare who gets over 1,400 meters. So I think staying at a thousand meters is a massive concern. And then you look at the price; you got four dollars last start. Now you have to take a dollar eighty. I just think it's an awful setup. And I think you make a really good point in the regards to Sephora. Yes, uh, she's 1,100 metres back to 1,000, but she doesn't get 1,200 metres. That's her sweet spot, 11 and 1,000. The way it's going to be run, um, I think she gets a lovely draw here. And I think Sephora at the price has to be the bet. I think she'll be the firmer. And I think if you like Imperatrice, she has to get out to $2 plus. And she's an autumn horse in a way, Sephora, because of the distance ranges where she can target more group ones. But I think Henry, when he looks at the program, he goes, well, I'm going to get, if I'm going to win a group one, I can still run a 1,200-meter race, like I've proven that in Ascot. But this is this is my grand final, Sephora. So um, I agree with Mitch. I just wish she drew a little lower, but I think she's a massive chance come Saturday. She might just be she might just have the better turn of foot under the, the, the circumstances there come Friday night. So, Mitch, you're with um, Asphira and Imperatrice, but Imperatrice is your number one selection. Mickey Gannon, your selection? Yeah, Uncommon James. Uncommon James, James Dino. Is clearly the best horse, but just yep. a little bit negative at a thousand second up. Dino? Yeah, exact same for me. Imperatrice is best horse in the race by a mile, but just an awful setup, and I'm keen to be with Asphira at the price. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll preview, of course, the Mayor's race, and looking forward to that because the best horse in the country will be going around in Amelia's Jewel. Where's Amelia's Jewel? Lane hasn't pushed the button yet, and she's running on. Life lessons at the clock tower took the front. Here's Amelia's Jewel about to let down hands and heels. Amelia's Jewel up to Life Lessons who fights. Amelia's Jewel a neck, a half Life Lessons. Too good.
Too good. Amelia's jewel elite life lessons. And she goes around in the stock stakes, this wonderful mare from WA. I speak of Amelia's jewel, and she is nice and short in this race at $1.40. She'll probably go back towards last there on Friday night. Um, but she is, well, nice and short, I think, anyway, at $1.40. I thought we might get $1.60, but we still might get that price. Steinem's at 34 Deny Knowledge will make sure it's a truly run race, which I think will suit the, the WA mare at 13 Pride of Jenny at 11 Sione at $10 after winning the Leon McDonald. And then we go down to Papillion Club at $15, Mickey Gannon. Um, your thoughts here? Yeah, there's a fair chance they won't see which way she went. Assuming that trap play is nice and fair, G. She's just got so many lengths on these. Yeah. It's not funny. But uh, question for you, is it the Amelia Jew Amelia's Jewel Brisbane Lions double this weekend? Is that what we're, uh, we're yeah, thinking? Yeah, I think so. Maybe Camarena first goal scorer and probably Norm Smith as well. Um, he's a bull, isn't he, Camarena? But we'll get to that in just a moment. Dino? Look at his eyes just lit up. He's just, oh, I'm worried. I think this is a great race, but I'm more worried about you, Gareth, if the Brisbane Lions and Amelia's Jewel get beat. Um, I'm very worried. I think she'll spank him here. I think it's one of the weaker group twos you'll find. I think as long as the track play fair, she'll win. Do you want to try him in a dollar thirty? No, thank you, Mitchy. Yeah, I'm the same. I think she wins. I hope she does, just to keep the narrative going into the Cox plate. I'm gonna I'm in this race, I'm looking at someone like Probably Sioni as a place bet at around two twenty-five, or even Party Princess at five dollars. Just from Barrier Three, Party Princess ran some really good numbers in Adelaide last year during the carnival, and up to the sixteen hundred metre now, I think five dollars for a place on her is overs. If they get beat, um, Dino, as my life coach said the other day with my ADHD, he said, "Gareth, you made some mistakes over your life, but um, you're resilient." <laughs> So, <laughs> if they get beat, well, if they get like beat, we'll, son. We'll, we'll be back on Monday. Don't worry about that because we love it. Now, race five at the Valley for the three-year-olds, which is the Stutt Stakes, the Stutt and Stock Stakes there at Moody Valley on a Friday night. Griff's at 3.40. Fist of Fury, he didn't get kicked the other day, but he was still scratched at Flemington, 6.50. Mojay Devitt at not Desert at $9. King of Fighters, yet to win, but geez, he's a talented galloper. Um, he's at four eighty. He, her dad was impressive on debut at six dollars, and then Autumn Angel at six fifty. Here, Dino. Yeah, I'm keen to play in this race. It's one of the better betting races on the day. I think Verdad is being completely underrated by the market. Dominant first up win at Geelong, uh, Bendigo. Sorry, the figures are stacked up. I think the map's the biggest thing. Showed tactical speed uh, on that debut victory, and was a drifter. So maybe it wasn't there to win, and maybe it's going to improve. I think it will. The son of Justify and a good mate of mine, Dylan Shirley, owns a share. So I think Verdad is one of the better bets on the Mooney Valley program, Mitchy. Yeah, I sort of had number 11, Autumn Angel, on top. Coming off a third here at the track last start, she was just slow to get away. And I sort of thought if she could jump more positive, she sort of travelled really nicely through the race and then was inclined to sort of pop at the end, which she did. But I thought she stuck on all right, considering if she gets away from barrier one, I think she'll be in a better spot. And if she travels like she did then, I think she can go pretty close here. But if she does miss the kick again from barrier one, it's probably all over pretty early. Mickey Gannon? I think Griff's better than all of these, G, but yeah. you just got to see how the track plays. So that's a real concern. Mojave Desert, going to be there or thereabouts. Talk to me. You know more about um, this stable and this um, the, the Southern racing than I would here. Damien Lane's on for um, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. and Damien Oliver off. Is that an indication of anything? Am I reading too much into it? Well, I just think that 
um, what weights that horse? No, I don't know. Maybe he's been replaced, Hollywood D Lane. Um, he's been riding a bit for him, yeah. Damien Lane, so yeah, like yeah. so like I, Charmstone I think, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's the other horse I'd, I'd be happy to be with. So Griff and King of Fighters with Damien Lane on, hungry, very hungry to get the job done there. I think four dollars eighty and three dollars forty can back them both for a result. And how about Dino just getting his uh, mention of his mate's horse? Yes. just one of Maiden at Bendigo. Yeah, turn it up, we right? are running out of time. So um, enough the Cheerios. Skirt the Law at four dollars. She's all the shenanigans <laughs> at five fifty. In ambitions at eight dollars. This is the Scarborough for the Phillies. Sicker, Sicker flick at eight dollars. And then Osmar at $12. Zurion with the Kiwi form, unbeaten at the moment, this daughter of Sue Star at 12 Thoughts here, Mickey Gannon? I'm just happy we skirt the law going around a bend again, G. Yes, that's to, what Tony you... Golan said. Is that what he said? Yep. Perfect. Well, that's double tick, ready to go. I think Skirt the Law is the bet. Um, complete forgive down the Flemington Strait was really, really good behind uh, Charmstone. That form has been franked significantly. Skirt the law on top for me, G. All right then, Dino. Yeah, I think uh, a race that I don't really want to chime into, but I think the the one at odds that the market's missed probably Cigar Flick, Freshen, back to 12, needs luck in the gate. But I think she has the right form bringing um, some form lines from Sydney, Mitchie. Yeah, uh, she's all shenanigans, I thought. It's probably going to get the gun run from barrier one. Just depends on how the track's playing. If that rail gets real hot, I think she'll be pretty hard to beat. Um, I thought Skirt the Law was a forgivable run down the straight, but it just concerned me a little bit that she just really sort of faded late in it. Well, she's all shenanigans, Last time she was over the 1,200, I thought she was pretty good. So third up today, 1,200 metres, barrier one. She'll go pretty close. Tony Golan says she was just off her head there, which is unlike mm. her um, skirt the law. So he says going back to the valley around the bend, hopefully it's a better outcome. Staking player, Mitchie, quickly. Uh, I'm gonna. They're all out of that. So I've got race one, number 11, Bugnish. I'm going to have $50. Yep. Race two, number three, Brave Mead, $100. And race four, number one, unflinching, is going to have $50 as well. All right, then. So outside the features there for Mitchie Lewis. You boys having a bet there at Mooney Valley Friday night. Mickey and Dino, start with you, Mickey. Yeah, I've run out of money for the staking plan, but I will be having a, a bet personally. Race two, number four, coincide. And I'm very happy to play race eight, number one, skirt the law. Dino? Yeah, I'm running out of money as well. But race five, number eight, Verdad. And in the feature, I think race uh, seven, number eight, Aspora can upset the favourite. Okay, then. So we'll put up our staking plans as well, plus the running tally. And, Mitchie, we've got to get yours. Um, Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm coming into this competition now since we're going to put these staking plans on social media. <laughs> um, so at the moment, Mitchie and I will give these boys a head start. Mickey Gannon's on $1,659 in the positive and Dino's $404. So Tom Kitten and Airman, $100 a win for Dino this week. Mickey Gannon... Ten house of fifty dollars the win and airman um a hundred dollars the win and then celestial fury in the midway fifty dollars the win. We just heard Mitchie Lewis's staking plan. I'm going race ten number eighteen airman, race four number thirteen Altivo, both fifty dollars the win. I think Team Hawks can have a good day there at Randwick. As Fura forty dollars the win in the Moya, and then you can have a ten dollar all up all up as Fura. Amelia's Jewel, Airman and Altivo for $163. And then a $40 place all up, but you put Amelia's Jewel to win. You get $9 there. That's my staking plan. Won't be enough room. Yes, there will be. Um, <laughs> I reckon it's going to be a wonderful weekend of racing and sport. The the lines into the Broncos into Amelia's Jewel. What yes. A, um, that'll Love do it. us. There it is. Good I on you, that. Mickey. Good on you, Dino. Good luck with your Broncos, mate. Thanks, boys. And, Thanks, Gareth. And Mitchie, you just keep on dominating Mount Gambier. 
Thanks, boys. Have All a good right. weekend. I'll chat soon. That's the weekend preview. I'll be back tomorrow morning for Giddy Up from 9 o'clock. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for your company. Trot's Live for Toby McKinnon, McKinnon coming up next.